Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, May 21st, and this is for May 21st through May 27th. We have entered Gemini season. The sun entered Gemini just after midnight, Saturday night Pacific time, and the sun will remain in Gemini until June 21st. So now is the time to get curious. Ask questions, learn something new, socialize, promote yourself, network. Mm. Gemini is very fluid energy. It is a mutable sign. It's open to change and different points of view. Sometimes it can have trouble making decisions because it has the ability to consider so many different perspectives and can see possibilities in many different options. Mm. Gemini is said to have a dual nature. Unlike the other 11 astrological signs that are apparently completely straight shooters and have no duality to them whatsoever. <laughs> but I think the reason duality is brought up a lot when talking about Gemini is that it is changeable energy. It's very fluid. Gemini is Latin for twins. And in Western astrology, the twins associated with Gemini are the half-brothers Castor and Pollux. Mm. Gemini is also called the trickster because its ruling planet is Mercury. And Mercury, the planet, is also referred to as the trickster. So lots of mental energy associated with Gemini. It is an air sign. Air signs rule the intellect. Gemini values quick-wittedness, quick everything, really. It also values the rebel and outside-the-box thinking also outside-the-box behavior. Mm. Our attention spans might be a little shorter during Gemini mm. season because we're also processing information more quickly. The energy level goes up quite a bit during the transition from Taurus season to Gemini season. Our minds will be quite active over the next few weeks, and it's not unusual to pick up on the thoughts of other people during Gemini season either. Even if you don't consider yourself to be psychic, I don't think Gemini gets enough credit for its sensitivity. Gemini can be very perceptive and thoughtful as well. But yeah, if our minds were metaphorically resting on a beach during Taurus season, our minds are now metaphorically in Vegas mm -hmm. now that we're in Gemini season. So welcome to Gemini season and remember to tip your dealer. <laughs> Your blackjack dealer, not your drug dealer. You can right. you can tip your drug dealer. We don't judge here. No. Um, also, welcome to Mars in Leo. Mars entered Leo yesterday, mm. May 20th, around 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. And Mars should have a much better time in the sign of Leo than it had in Cancer. And as a result, our actions could be more in sync with our heart. If we've had trouble expressing ourselves recently, whether it be expressing our feelings, expressing our creativity, expressing our style, mm -hmm. Mars and Leo could help with that. It could give us all a boost of self-confidence over the next month and a half, regardless of where Mars is in your chart. If you do know where your Leo house is in your birth chart, you can take a look at that house because Mars will be bringing some intensity and some charisma to that okay. house between now and July 10th. Okay. Elmi, you have Leo in the third house. Oh. Mine's in the seventh. And Mars and Leo is definitely me first energy. We are looking out for number one, numero uno. <laughs> we are taking things personally. Uh -oh. 
our egos are so big they have their own zip code right now yeah. and that ego attachment it'll lessen a bit as we move further into mars and leo but right now especially this weekend we are attached to ourselves and our self-importance oh, no. yeah but that's not a bad thing we are important you know you matter Aww. I matter. Yeah. Let's celebrate ourselves. Okay. Mars and Leo also brings the F word to things. The F word being fun. Oh, of course. Yeah. It can also bring anger and rage, but, <laughs> you know, there's also great potential for fun in the coming weeks with the sun now in Gemini and Mars in Leo. A not-so-fun influence we're currently working with is there is a fixed grand cross between Mars, Jupiter, and Pluto. Mars is at zero degrees Leo, Pluto is at zero degrees Aquarius. So Mars and Pluto are in a direct opposition. And then Jupiter is at one degree Taurus. So Jupiter is forming a square with both Mars and Pluto. Now this sort of lineup creates a lot of tension. And because all of these planets are in fixed signs, none of them wants to budge an inch. However, now that the sun is in Gemini, that's going to get things moving, whether these other planets want it to or not. Because Gemini, as I said, is mutable energy. It doesn't like to get locked into one mindset like a fixed sign. It prefers variety and movement. And Gemini is an air sign, so it's going to bring some air to things as well. You know, air meaning that we can exhale a bit. <sighs> we get some breathing room, so to speak. Okay. But before we get to that breathing room, no. we might have to go through some stuff first, some struggle or confrontation. No. Uh, just a little bit, I don't know. And Mars and Jupiter both changed signs recently, so they're both raring to go. But they're also having to deal with Pluto right out of the gate, and Pluto is a party pooper. Right. Yeah, Pluto wants you to go deep, confront your shadow if need be, or at least work with your shadow, or the shadow aspect of someone else. But it's about digging beneath the surface and potentially seeing things that you don't want to see. Again, in the long run, these types of interactions can strengthen us, but watch for certain things coming to a head this week. And don't be surprised if new information comes to light that might have been previously suppressed or hidden. Mm -hmm. That would be the Pluto influence, wanting us to get to the core of things. And also the sun entering Gemini is encouraging us to talk, communicate, and share. So you might be hearing some stuff this week. We'll see what we get. Okay. As I mentioned at the top, Almy is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week, I like to ask Elmi a question to get her Scorpio take on life. We call this segment, Ask a Scorpio. Now, Elmi, mm -hmm. the new Indiana Jones movie debuted at the Cannes Film Festival last Thursday. It's called Indiana Jones and the Fixed Grand Cross. What? Really? It's not called that. It's oh. not called that. That's being silly. It's called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, that's it. That makes much more sense. Sure. Now, Elmi... As a Scorpio, do you have a favorite Indiana Jones film? Probably the first one. The third one is also pretty fun, though. So I would I would say the first or the third, probably the first. It's, it's the best. Come on, right? Like, is there any point in pretending like the first Indiana Jones movie isn't the best? Yeah, I, I, I hear that a lot. I think it is the best myself. The, the third one, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, would be the other one that people sometimes give a little edge to just for personal preference but that's a good one too you it's got great. the fun dynamic with sean connery playing his dad even though they're what like they were six years apart seven something like something that like yeah that. they're pretty close but it was a fun dynamic to have and there were some cool scenes in there like when he's stepping on the bridge and he has to have faith mm. that it's there and and there were some neat little jokes so I could see an argument for the third one, but I think it's I think it's clear those are the those are the ones we're talking about. All right, so as a Scorpio, you give the edge to Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
I would. I haven't seen the fourth one. I've heard that it's not people's favorite. And I don't know if I'm going to see this new one. What do you think? Do you think we'll wind up seeing this? I believe I will watch Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny at some point. I don't think I'll see it in the theater. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, but I feel like... I can, I need to see it for whatever reason. This is one of those things where it's like I need to see it. It's the last one. They're yeah. they're definitive on that, unless they reboot it, of course. But with Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, this is definitely the last one. Yeah. So I wanted to do a little trivia with you. Oh. And you already answered my first question. Oh. Who plays Indiana Jones? No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but it is a Harrison Ford related question. Okay. And I'm just curious, as a Scorpio, do you know is Harrison Ford a Libra or a Cancer? Mm, I really could see him being either one, but I'm going to say Libra. He's a Cancer. Ah. He was born July 13th. I almost said Cancer. You were close. You were close. And his uh, co-star in in this particular Indiana Jones entry, I believe, is Phoebe Mm Waller-Bridge, who uh, had that great show Fleabag and was involved with um, Killing Eve as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is she a Libra or a Cancer? Libra. She's a Cancer. She was born July 14th. Okay. So she and Harrison Ford are born a day apart. Different years, of course, (laughs) but born a day apart. Okay. Didn't know that. Now, I don't expect you to know this answer, and I'm not going to give you any clues. I don't even know what I would give you as a clue. Great. But for 53 bonus points, (laughs) do you know who directed the latest installment of Indiana Jones? And I'll give you a clue. It's not Steven Spielberg. That's your only clue. That leaves every other director. (laughs) Can you give me, like, initials? His initials are J.M., Okay, well, you said it's a he, so that yep. helps a little bit. What do you, is, Are there any other little clues you can give me? He directed the Wolverine movie. Oh, never mind. He, his first movie was Copland with Sylvester Stallone. No. He, he also directed Girl Interrupted way back what? when. Yeah. He's had an interesting oh, career. This man. guy's got quite a filmography. Uh, yeah, this this is bizarre. And okay. I, I, I couldn't tell you his name, except right? I already looked it up. I'll just tell it to you for the sake of moving things along. Uh, his name is James Mangold. No, I would have never. I knew right. it was James. Mm, I knew James, James okay. but I would have never, ever guessed that last name. I'm so sorry, Mr. Mangold. That's okay. Uh, or at least I'm, a, I'm like, hey, I'm James Mangold. Right. That's okay. He's not uh, listening. He's it's not fine. listening. But as long as we're talking about him, is he a Libra or a Sagittarius? <laughs> I don't know. Just tell me. He's a Sagittarius. Okay. He was born December 16th. And check this out. Steven Spielberg, born December 18th. Really? Guys, this is crazy. I mean, granted, again, in different years. Steven Spielberg is a Sagittarius? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. So, last question for all the marbles. Which Tom Cruise movie did James Mangold direct? Was it A, Night and Day, B, Rock of Ages, or C, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back? Oh, I thought it was one of the Mission Impossibles, so I don't think it's B. Can we eliminate Rock of Ages? Right, he did not direct that. Okay, it's either Night and Day or the last one was Jack Reacher. I'm going to say the Jack Reacher one. Night and Day. Ah. A. So, you're right. This is not your... You did great. You know, you tried. You tried. And, and um, but yeah, he directed Night and Day with um, Tom Cruise and Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. So, thank you, Almy, as always, for indulging me mm-hmm. and for playing Ask a Scorpio. We appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> sure. And hope to see you back here next week. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know where to find me. I do. So, that concludes the Ask a Scorpio. <laughs> hey, way to make it weird. I, well, I tried to make it as ominous as I could with the pause. <laughs> it, it, it is Scorpio here. We're talking about it. Yeah. Just playing along. But um, that concludes the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Now, today is Sunday, May 21st. 
And today we have even more Pluto. You know, we already talked about Pluto's role in the Grand Cross and how we will be feeling its influence all week. And Pluto is forming other aspects today, Sunday as well. It's forming a trine with the sun and it is in conjunct the moon. So it's forming what would be called a positive influence with the sun and that it might be shining a light on the gunk we don't want to deal with in our lives, but at the same time empowering us to confront those things and making us aware of them so we can take some action. It's giving us a power boost in that regard. But because Pluto is also in conjunct the moon, emotionally speaking, we might not be in the mood to deal with these things. Or, you know, you might find yourself in a situation where you know you need to let something go, but you don't really want to let it go. Pluto likes to eliminate things, you know. So today, hopefully you're on vacation or even if it's a staycation, you know, maybe you won't feel all this Pluto heaviness as much. Mm. But, you know, Pluto wants to be heard this week. That's for sure. Mm. And there's usually a big change that comes along with it, you know, a transformation or a reimagining. Now, tonight and into Monday, the sun is forming a sextile with Mars. The sun and Mars will be 60 degrees apart in the signs of Gemini and Leo, respectively. And that can give us an energy boost, a can-do attitude that can help us with some of the heavy lifting Pluto might want us to do. Sunday evening, the moon is in Cancer. Uh, it could be a nice night to spend at home with your loved ones, you know, hopefully not feeling the Plutonian, Plutonian energy too strongly. Monday, May 22nd, the moon will be in Cancer all day. The moon, which represents our collective mood, is looking pretty pleasant on Monday. The moon will form nice aspects with Saturn and Mercury. That's good for communication and tackling things on your to-do list. Mars will square Jupiter around 10 p.m. Pacific, further agitating that fixed grand cross as Mars, which represents our passions and our actions, forms a tense square with Jupiter, the planet of our hopes and aspirations. So you might not get what you want on Monday and Tuesday, mm -hmm. or at the very least, there might be some delays. So try to be patient uh, those days. Tuesday, May 23rd, the moon will continue to stay in Cancer. It'll be in Cancer all day on Tuesday. It's not a particularly busy day, astrologically-wise, Tuesday. It, you know, the, the moon's going to form nice aspects with Uranus and Venus. And there's a square with Chiron. That square could make us feel a little tender. That's around 8.30 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, but that's a fleeting influence. Okay. only lasts a couple of hours. But otherwise, the moon is looking happy on Tuesday. Okay. Now, Wednesday, May 24th and Thursday, May 25th have the potential for crankiness, hurt feelings, people around you wanting to be heard, and potentially voice their grievances. Cool. Sounds like a fun week ahead. Thanks yeah. for letting us know. At least we have a holiday weekend to look forward to, at least uh, we do. in the States. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And then if you're freelancing, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like... um, the moon, let's see, Wednesday, yes. So yes. Wednesday and Thursday, the moon will be in Leo the, those days, and it will be butting heads with Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury, and Uranus. That's pretty much all the planets over the course <laughs> of those two days. So we could be especially fired up on Wednesday when the Leo moon conjuncts Mars and sextiles the sun. Our desires could be through the roof, and emotionally, we could be very worked up. Great. There's also a Venus Chiron square on Wednesday mm. that could have us feeling vulnerable and particularly defensive as a result. So try to stay even keeled Wednesday and Thursday if you can, and just enjoy the fireworks show that might be taking place around you. Don't try to get pulled into it. And also remember that you are already awesome as you are, and you do not need to prove that awesomeness to others. Mm -hmm. If they can't see it, F them. 
And be nice to yourself. That's a nice little reminder. Thank you for boosting us up like that. Yeah, well, that's the Leo Moon talk. You know, the Leo Moon wants us to, to be awesome and, and to pump ourselves up and all that. It just might have a tough time reminding us on Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. But Friday, May 26th, the moon will still be in Leo. And the Leo moon appears to be much more grounded on Friday. Mm. So Friday could be a day for fun and good humor if the energy earlier in the week did indeed prove to be a bit grumpy and maybe even reactionary. Now, Venus will form a nice sextile with Uranus on Friday, so unconventional thinking or style will most likely be well-received. Alternative approaches to negotiations could be well-received, too. Another thing to point out on Friday is that the moon will be void, of course, all day long, so hopefully you can start your weekend a little bit early, as the usual workplace demands won't be as pronounced on Friday. When the moon is void, of course, that means the moon has made its last major aspect before it enters its next sign. So in this case, the Leo moon will square Uranus around midnight on Thursday, and then the moon doesn't make any other major aspects until it enters Virgo around 8 p.m. Pacific time Friday night. So that's a long void, of course, moon. Mm -hmm. And the Leo moon always encourages play and fun, even when it is working. But in this case, on Friday, the Leo moon won't be working at all. So you might find it tricky to connect with people when it comes to the business side of things or any business-related agreements that are made during a void, of course, moon are also more likely to change. Mm. So, at least astrologically speaking, the moon will not be pushing you to get things done or lock in that deal on Friday. Saturday, May 27th, the moon will be in Virgo, and the moon will be in Virgo all next weekend. The Virgo moon looks to be pretty content next weekend, but there is an annoying Sun-Saturn square that we'll be dealing with next weekend. The Gemini sun will be squaring Saturn in Pisces. A Saturn-Sun square can be looked at as sort of a progress report. Saturn is that planet that tells us we should be achieving this, mm. or we should be accomplishing that by such and such a time, mm. or such and such a date. And when Saturn squares the Sun, like it will be doing next weekend, that's when we might be evaluating and reevaluating things in our lives and giving ourselves that report card. There could also be some obligations that come into play. And it can also be an isolating influence as well, where we might feel like we want some alone time. It's not the most sociable energy, and it has the ability to make us feel a bit sullen and maybe despondent as well. So keep that in mind, too, if you are noticing yourself feeling a bit blue next weekend, or, or whatever you want to call it, that like any transit, this too shall pass, and at least Saturn is currently in Pisces, where Saturn is at its least stringent, and is one of the few times where even Saturn can say, hey, you know, you're doing your best, so give yourself credit for what you have accomplished instead of getting down on yourself about the things you have not accomplished. That was great. Say that again. So Saturn and Pisces says, hey, you know, you're doing your best, so give yourself credit for what you have accomplished instead of getting down on yourself about the things you think you should have accomplished. Mm, or something that. like that. <laughs> love, no, that's great. Let's all take that energy with us into the week. I love that. Yeah, let's do it. So... uh be nice to yourself. Be nice to others. And um, thanks, as always, for listening. We love you. And I think Almy is going to take us out with some deep breaths. I could use some deep breaths. Let's get into a nice, comfy position that's sitting down, lying down, really whatever feels the best for you. And let's also take this moment to ah, release the tension in our shoulders. Unclench your jaw and just release that tension in that forehead. 
And if you would like to close your eyes while we take these slow, deep breaths in and out, you can close them now. So let's take that nice, slow, deep breath in and out. Slow, deep breath in, out. Last slow, deep breath in, out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, we are at Something About Astrology. We hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you again soon.